Welcome back to another episode of Talent Talk. Whatever your listening preference, you can find our feature interviews on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and of course on UNFOspreys.com. Don't miss our chats with student-athletes, coaches, alumni, and Ospreys and the pros. Now, let's get to today's episode. Welcome back, edition number 51. Uh, fresh off of a couple awards. He's got one himself, A-Sun uh, Cross Country Coach of the Year, uh, Head Coach Jeff Pig. Thanks for joining I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. So, uh, first off, congratulations on the award uh, for yourself. Congratulate, uh, congratulations to your squad. Um, a number of awards, freshman of the year, I believe. Uh, Nathan obviously got a big opportunity to go to Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, after everything you guys have had to sacrifice and kind of go through and logistical changes, how does it feel to get recognition? Well, I mean, the recognition's nice. Um, to see, you know, the guys on the team get the win. I think that's the the key more than anything. And I think any of those guys would trade, you know, their individual success for seeing the team do it. Because honestly, you know, you got 20 guys on the team and, you know, it's 20 times that much more fun when a team does well than if it's just one individual person. At least that's on teams where you've got this kind of unselfish, you know, high character kind of guy. And so, I don't know that you could find a you know better better thing for us to a uh, better reward you know after being shut down basically a year ago um, to do a lot of training on their own. I've, a couple times we talked about you know there have been a lot of miles run between now and the time they were shut down, and uh, it's crazy to think about how many miles as a as a total unit our group did. Not to mention the extra hours of studying and just the you know just the it's I mean it's a it's a lifestyle you know so just the daily commitment of not just um, the hard training, but, you know, we talk a lot about the other 22 hours and making good decisions then, not just being, you know, distanced and wearing masks, but, you know, the sacrifices that they make to get plenty of rest and the stretching and the nutrition and the things that they do, um, you know, and I think really any athlete that's that's competing understands and has gone through that. So, you know, for us, we're just especially fortunate that when we came back, um, the kids did really well and, and it all kind of came together. So one of the things we talked about when it started to shut down was, you know, how are we going to emerge from this? Are we going to be better? Or are we going to be the same? Or are we going to be worse? I mean, and that's kind of the decision you guys have to make. And, and I think that we see a lot of our athletes coming back better. And I think across the board in athletics, we're seeing, um, seeing some amazing things after people have been, you know, they've had this downtime and they just used it wisely. And so we're seeing a lot of great things in track and field, you know, indoor track and field, uh, on a national scope, we're seeing some, some amazing things. So, you know, I think a lot of people did take advantage of that, uh, the quarantine and, 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 you know, did a lot of work. Yeah. So running is one of those things where you can, you can still get after it. You don't, you don't, you don't necessarily, you can, you can get out of your house and you can go for a run and you don't need a lot of people to do it. You can, you can stay in shape that way. What, what were some of the keys that you emphasized in terms of the day-to-day discipline during quarantine and during the off season? I think the first thing that was the hard that was the hardest to do was not doing things. And it was yeah. it was not being around your friends. It was not, you know, it sounds easy. Stay at home, don't be around anybody, order your food in, you know, like <laughs> you're just gonna nap and do nothing, whatever. Yeah. Sounds easy, but it's hard, especially for a college age kid, you know, that that there's a lot of exciting things that they want to be out doing, living their life. These are just such wonderful years for them. And so to ask them to shut down and make these sacrifices, you know, obviously as a society, we did it. And then 
but then as the things started opening up, you know, there were some people that were committed at a maybe a higher level to making sure they tried to stay safe, stay away from some of the normal college functions and things that would be happening out there. So, so I think that was, I think, honestly, I think that was kind of step one was just trying to stay like we had, we did not have anybody. We had two or three guys get it and they knew where in the summer, uh, they kind of knew how that happened. Somebody they knew was out. Uh, and you know, other than that, we made it through the season without having to be quarantined at all. Um, with, with no positive cases. And, and I think that alone is pretty amazing. That's, that was the first victory we, you know, we had yeah. right there. And that's, you know, that's both squads, it's men and women. And, and that's a, mm-hmm. that's a lot of kids to, cause it's so easy. I mean, you could make bad decisions and get it, but you could also do everything right and get it. Yeah. So the truth is we were just, we were just disciplined and, and fortunate. And I mean, I think, you know, luck's, you create a lot of your own luck, but it's sometimes things got to fall your way. And, uh, you know, they did, they did force this, I want to say fall, but this spring. Especially. Right. Yeah. Speaking of fall and spring, was it weird to run a tra- a championship cross country meet in the spring? How was that? You know what? I think it was great for us because since we don't have indoor facilities down here and the way we're set up, we do very minimal indoor things cross country. They just ran a lot of base work and, you know, kind of the mundane volume. That's not very exciting, but they did it. They, they just had to kind of grind through that period. And, you know, and it was the first thing was, A, they were back on campus, they were back together, they were training together. So that was exciting and it was easy to stay motivated. And then we knew sooner or later we would be, we'd be back competing. So then, you know, we get into, uh, we go home over Christmas sort of understanding that we're going to have a conference championship here pretty soon. So it's really important that this month from finals to when you come back on your own, that's going to really define a lot of how much success we're able to have. And, um, you know, it's not necessarily the work, but it's kind of that start of the progression. If you do nothing and you come back and start training, likely you're going to end up having, you know, that's how you get injured, I mm-hmm. think. Or, you know, so the guys did the stuff so that, and, and ladies as well so that we could step back in and train at a good level. And, um, you know, and then, and then it just kind of continued to unfold. But I think one of the other things we enjoyed was the climate was pretty sweet. You know, if you think mm-hmm. about January, February, out running miles, it's a little different than, uh, essentially august and september yeah. you know uh, so we'll trade that every time and then secondly i think our whole point was like doing this cross-country stuff now knowing that it's not going to be the end of our season but it's just going to be the, the strength uh longer kind of strength training stuff that we need and we're going to cross country is a point along the way of what's going to be a really exciting you know spring mm-hmm. and so i feel like that we, we only ran three meets and we didn't we didn't train super hard. We try to train pretty smart and be disciplined and knowing that we'll get them in the best strength shape they've ever been in their life. And then we're just going to continue right into track season. So, you know, it was exciting to know that we were really pointing towards trying to be successful in cross country, but we also were knowing that we don't want to be worn out when it's over. We just want to be that much more fit and we're just going to transition right into track. So mm-hmm. to be honest, it's been, it was a fun challenge. It was something different for the student athletes and they handled it really well. So it cross country this time of year was, uh, and obviously when it goes well, you can look back on it and go, yeah, I love that, you know, sort of, mm-hmm. sort of like going to make into that new course we'd never been on. I mean, I was telling Megan from the, from the ACE on, I said, you know, before I said, this is a neat place. I think we would really like to go, but I'll tell you after we compete, you know, I'll give you, I'll say that again. And then of course now I'm like, yeah, let's go there. Every yeah, of year. course. Yeah. Um, you know, I love that trip. So. Yeah. That's, that's always true. It's, you know, you look back on what happens. Eh, we're not going to go here. We're not going to yeah. go here again. You know, uh, exactly. 
what were the key, you know, decisions? How did you guys create your strategy and plan of attack that you just kind of rehearsed for us? Like what were the discussions that you were having with coaches and player or your student athletes and whatnot to decide what's the best way for us to attack this unusual spring season. And uh, also, you know, have in the back of our minds, we got to get ready for track and field. Well, I mean, our kind of training is we usually really downplay indoors and do what would be kind of strength and cross country type training, training mm -hmm. for five miles, you know, and, and then we get more intense for the faster things as kind of the season progresses, but we put the first block of strength training in place. So it wasn't a huge transition. And, you know, I think the key thing was, was consistency um, is, is one way you, not only do you get better, like stacking weeks together. That's one of the things we talked about. And the best way to, um, to stay healthy is just don't ever get hurt because once you get hurt, then one thing leads to the other and the yeah. next, you know, and so, so, th so that consistency and just a nice slow progression and we didn't get greedy, you know, and I think now a lot of the credit goes to our guys, not just for doing the work, but for the other, like I was saying earlier, the other 22 hours, making those sacrifices to, to get to bed and not do the normal things that college uh, students do, you know, like, just staying up late and doing goofy stuff. Just, you know, that's not what, not what great division one athletes do. And mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I think the culture that we have for both the men and women, like they don't just want to be here and run. They want to be good and they want to find out truly how great they can be. And they want to contribute to something bigger than them as part of the team. And because they care about the, the people on the team, you know, at a, at a different level than I've had many, many teams in the past do. And so, you know, there's that support from one another too, that, the kind of, I think the, the accountability and, and um, the leadership that we have on our teams has really, that's, that's where some of the talks and some of the things, you know, like I can say something, but what they go do or what they hear or what they think of it, a lot of that has to do with the, um, the people on the team and, and kind of how they perceive it and then they, how, how they execute it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel like that, that we, you know, we had a plan to be pretty cautious. We laid out a 10 week block leading up to, um, you know, to the conference championships and at Charleston Southern, we ran pretty well. And at Florida state, we went and, and we were pretty disappointed with how, how we finished there. We, you know, we were, I don't know if it was ninth out of 25 teams. It was solid. Maybe it was 10th, but it was solid for the men, but they also mm -hmm. knew that wasn't quite what they were looking for. They kept them hungry mm -hmm. and they went back and, you know, I was talking to one of my guys, Aiden, uh, Gorman, you know, and, and he was like, yeah, coach, I just didn't feel great. It's not, I wanted to be better than that. And, we talked about what he'd been doing and he'd been running 70 some miles a week. And, you know, we kind of discussed that, well, you know, a lot of the guys you're racing are running 90 and hundred. I mean, you need to, so he started running 85 miles a week. He did that for a month and he went to the conference meet and he said he felt better than he'd ever felt in his life. And so, wow. you know, it's one thing that it's one thing when you um, aren't happy and you, you start to look for not excuses, but why, and then you try to fix it. And mm -hmm. so, and that example of Nathan is, that kind of is an example of many things that our guys have done, you know, like, I mean, of Aiden, mm -hmm. Nathan's done the same kinds of things too, you know, like he's like, he doesn't just want to be good. He wants to be the best he can be. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference in being on a team running, training every day or really training for something, training with a really strong purpose and really trying to be the best you can be. And, and that's part of the thrill of it for us is, is, um, the thrill of the chase is seeing how good you can be. Cause you don't know everybody who gets great. Didn't know that that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. and, and it's the journey of that is, 
probably the most exciting thing about athletics. Winning was a great feeling, but it isn't going to, that day they'll remember forever, like on the men's side. But the truth is the journey to get there, you know, of a guy who was came in as, as wasn't in the top 10 and, and then now they're a leader or, or the, the guy who was overlooked in recruiting and ended up here or, you know, whatever, whatever kind of situation it was, the journey's kind of what we're all about and uh, the whole overall experience. And truthfully, the, you know, the growth and character development that happens through that. I mean, you know, the consistency, it's hard to be consistent mm-hmm. when there's a lot of chaos going on, but <laughs> you've got to have belief in yourself and focus on what you're trying to accomplish. And, and we have so many athletes who have really stayed focused on, on those things. Yeah, the, the discovery part of really not knowing what you're going to be achieving and what you can achieve, I think the unknown part is exciting. And especially with oh. running too, how do you explain when somebody does increase their mileage, for example, how do you explain that also improving their performance in a competition? Is that because they're more conditioned or is that because they're just stronger Cause there has to be kind of a bell curve at a certain point, right. As a coach where you're thinking if they run too much, they're not going to be performing well. Yeah. There's no doubt about it, you know, and, and everybody's different and you've got to find a guy like Aiden. We figured out over in Nathan, for example, um, and Jake Turner's a freshman, mm-hmm. but he's done a lot of volume. We kind of want to progress that, but we also know that guys like that, that's going to be, that's going to be their go-to Anderson Bobo, you know, like, uh-huh. Anderson is not going to be, and I love the thought. They know, hey, I don't, if I was super, ta- if, if those guys were really, really talented athletes in some ways, they'd be playing basketball. You yeah. know, <laughs> they would be yeah. on <laughs> and, and so they know, you know, like they got to be tough and, and they've got to have grit. They've got to want it and stick to it. And, and, and so as guys like that know that sometimes they've got to run more to and, and become tougher. Now, you certainly the aerobic, you know, development is, is huge. And, and that's part of it. I think the confidence uh, of a little bit more work, you know, you work hard, you expect more from yourself, you believe in yourself more and you go out and do things at a little higher level. You're not as timid and you can be a little bit more aggressive and, you know, and, and uh, so I, I think they, I think they kind of go hand in hand, but it's certainly not a thing of whoever runs the most is going to win. Right. So we've got to find that fine line. And, you know, I'd rather be, I'd rather be hundred um, percent healthy and 90% fit than yep. the other, the other. and mm-hmm. I think many people would say that but then it's easy to get greedy and not hold back a little bit I mean the truth is Nathan would run 100 miles a week if I wasn't always kind of holding uh-huh. back <laughs> and he would run it fast and we finally I think for him he started to understand that he can't just run as hard as he wants to every day because it's fun you know like because sooner or later it's not sustainable and so we've had to kind of figure out with each, each person. And I think we're pretty flexible in our training. We've got, you know, we've got people running 55 miles a week on the guy's side and we've got people running 80 or 85. And, and, and I think there's a lot of factors like what their strengths and weaknesses are is one of the important things, you know, what their goals and what their focus is, you know, is it a long distance runner, for example? Mm-hmm. Um, so you get a true long distance man, like those three guys I mentioned, and, you know, volume is going to be one of the things that's going to make them better. And, you know, we've had a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, obviously the shoes continue to get better and, and learning how to warm up and so many preventative things that we can do that help keep people healthy. And the funny thing is, you know, in the seventies, people were running hundred miles a week. And, you know, when I was in college, I had, you know, teammates running 90 miles a week in shoes that were just like made of cardboard. It felt <laughs> like, you know, so now to hear a guy running 80 miles a week, 
we ran into the coach at Charleston Southern the other day and he was a great runner at Wisconsin. And he, he walked up at the meet. And, and the first thing I said to him was, I said, Stanzi, you know, tell Mike, how many miles a week do you run in, in uh, college? And I knew the answer, you know, and he goes, well, I ran pretty much 120, you know, always. And, you know, and, and I don't want our guys to do 120, but I want them to understand that if you run 70 miles a week and you're a pretty good runner, that's about an hour a day. Yep. And I don't think an hour a day is a huge commitment for somebody mm -hmm. to try to be a great athlete. You know, people hear 70 miles a week and think I'm just being cruel, you know, <laughs> and then you get an old school guy and he goes, you know, I did 70 weeks, 70 miles a week in morning runs, you know, yeah. and then I practiced in the afternoon. So a little bit of paradigm shift on and what the guys think and what the, the ladies think as far as the minutes that they run in a week. So as far as the benefit, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that come into play, but we try to each, each year, assess how it went what their strengths are and what we do the next year you know what can we do to make you better and and many times we find that that's you know increasing volume naturally at you know 10 percent or something like that's good but then you find a guy like jared vasquez or timothy doyle who jared was the a sun champion in the 1500 and timothy was a regional qualifier in the eight robert pedroza came in he's a really good middle distance runner and you know some of those guys like we're not looking for high-end numbers with them because at some point you're taking risks, doing more work. And, and you sometimes end up burying the talent that their talent being that little more speed, a little more pop, a little more middle distance oriented kind of guy. And it sounds easy to just make them run a lot. And if they're fast, they'll be really good. And they run a lot. And instead of getting faster, they get overwhelmed. They get tired, they get hurt and they get mm -hmm. beat down. And I just always kind of think about, I don't want to bury their talent, but at the same time, we want it to be, we want to kind of try to find that edge and get, Mm -hmm. really get in there and trying to be the best we can be without mm -hmm. being too risky that's one of the things i love about this what i would call a mid-major level is i feel like here we, we um you know like we don't have we have a lot of opportunities but we don't have a lot of pressure like mm -hmm. we want to be able to be as good as we can be but but there's there's an opportunity to develop and you know like we don't demand that these kids, you know, if you don't run fast, we're going to have to take your scholarship back or you won't make it to the conference meet or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. like what I want from them is effort. And then it's fun to see that growth. And sometimes it's not easy, but, but the truth is I feel like here we're able to make some decisions that are in the best interest of the student athlete where, you know, maybe if I was at another school, I would, you know, man, we've got to have this scholarship guy, scoring at the conference meet and it takes 401 in the mile and we're going to have to train at this level and i hope they can make it you know yep. i've been sure. at those places in my life not mm -hmm. places but i've been at those places as a coach where i where i probably knew that at the end of the day we got to run a four or five mile or it doesn't matter and yeah. we got to go for it you know the bottom line is the bottom line <laughs> yeah. yeah and here we kind of were able to go for it but we're also able to know that you know we're able to plan season after season and stack weeks and months and then years together and look at where we want to be over a four-year period. with the mm -hmm. So looking into the mind of a coach in this respect, I don't, you know, you kind of see other sports and head coaches of other sports ask these questions, but as far as somebody that coaches track and field and cross country, do you kind of have like an internal gauge of mileage of runners or internal gauge of like energy output that week for a runner or some other type of athlete on the track and field side how do you kind of manage all that well i mean obviously a systematic training approach with really sound fundamentals that mm -hmm. you continue to and i think it changes with each person i think it changes with well i mean generations of kids you know like mm -hmm. what they're used to what they can handle um even the personality of the team you know and and so 
So I think there's there's a lot of a lot of that that comes into play. I think too being a good listener and and communicating with the the kids so you kind of understand. Like you're starting to hear three or four kids say they're really tired, then then you know you're going okay, you know, or they start talking. I've always for ever since I was coaching at Florida, I can remember I had this great workout plan for this kid, Steve Zaminski. He was a great runner, and you know, and I'm like, man, this is gonna be the greatest day ever, you know, this workout. And he come out and he really, and he had crushed some workouts, and he came out for the what I thought was gonna be the greatest idea I'd ever had, and he just couldn't do it. And you know, I'm coming to find out, I mean, he was a brilliant student, and you know, he had like three tests that week and he was just exhausted mm-hmm. at the end of the week. And I'm like, man, if I'm not paying attention to the, what they're doing, what else is in their life, these other, you know, uh, things that are putting stress on them. So, so you communicate, you listen, you learn what kind of stuff is there. And then you just cycle through, you know, light weeks, easy days, um, you know, and, and then just kind of have like this nice um, progression that, that you're able to follow. And um, so, you know, and, and again, I still think you've got to really pay attention to, a student who's having a really strong semester, or maybe they're taking a lot of hours, they got a lot of labs, or they've got two, three really difficult courses, worse than normal, you know? And, and so paying attention to those kinds of things. I moved the, moved the Gatorade fridge in my office and, and I moved, you know, our, our snacks and all the power bars and that kind of stuff in my office. So anybody that wants something after practice, which is they walk right by my office on the they way have out, to come to you off and get a drink. Yeah. And I said, it's like the, it's like the cheese and the mousetrap. I get them in there. And I, <laughs> but what it really did is it, is it made it to where I'm communicating with them and seeing them and talking to them on a daily basis. And so everybody comes by men and women pretty much every day, they all cycle through and it gives me a chance if there was something I wanted to ask somebody or how you doing. And, and it gives them just, there's all that intersection on a daily basis where if somebody's tired, they might go, man, coach, I've just been feeling tired or, you know, or even if we're just talking about like this upcoming meet, you know, what race we're going to do or what heat we're in or what the strategy might be like or something like that. So that, and then we have them write their mileage on a big chart. Uh, we didn't do that with COVID because we didn't want them all in there hovered around it. So we, we have, we're not currently doing it. There's been another thing that helped us um, just increase communication. So they know what's going on, not just from a, I mean, in, in all aspects of, of, of their lives, you know, and not just, training but you know if a kid's struggling in a class and they come by and you know they might ask for help be more apt to than they would if they didn't see me you know yeah so yeah that's a good strategy right there i mean it 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 does open the mind to you know somebody like me that you obviously you see the coaches on you know practices occasionally or on event days but it's so many there's so many more details to the coaching job than just x's and o's getting the right players. It's knowing their class schedule, like you said, which is yeah. probably not thought of. I'm sure there's a lot of situations where like, you gotta understand there's this other part of my job that I'm doing, you know, on the side too. Yeah. The X's and O's is such a small part of what we do now. Yeah. And I think, I think if you don't have a partnership with every kid on the team and, and me and that person are going to go in pursuit of them being the best they can be. And that's what I think of with every one of those kids is we kind of have our own deal where like, you know, and one of the things I tell them is you got to help me do a good job coaching you. And that is, you got to communicate with me. If, you know, mm-hmm. if you've got allergies or you've got a sore foot or you're really tired or you feel like you can handle more volume, you know, or, you know, whatever the kinds of things are, um, you know, that's kind of the way I look at it. And it's kind of thrilling to, you know, just a lot of, I love the interaction um, with the kids on the team, you know, and, and that's the fun part. I mean, there's, 
I feel like in many ways that that there's so many parts of our job. It's, I'm not saying it's always easy or every day super fun, but even if it's a super busy day, you get excited about getting up and getting there, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I want to create the kind of environment where when the kids come to practice, like that's maybe the best part of their day. And it's not because of um, just because of their training, but it's because of they look forward to coming there because it's a fun place. It's a place that's productive. It's positive. A lot going on. I mean, and I think that even just Bob calling there, the funny thing is we, there's so many of us that are kind of working together to find our way through this thing. And, and, you know, with the, the limited travel and the limited number of people in meets and, and um, it's created a new challenge and it's been a lot of fun. I was talking a little bit about not just the X's and O's and the counseling with the kids, yeah. but then, you know, then another piece of some of the coaching stuff that I really enjoy is the relationships with other coaches and so many of us. I mean, I would love to be able to beat, you know, the Gators or Florida state or, you know, some guys that are, you know, maybe bigger time programs than we have. But at the end of the day, we all want our kids to get better. And we're all trying to, in many ways, accomplish the same sorts of things. And that is mm-hmm. create an environment that, where the kids are successful and they're getting better. And, and then hopefully beat, beat the other guys. But this year is definitely, there have been a lot of challenges. And, and, you know, Bob there, we had texted a couple of times today, figuring out even how many people are going to be at the regional meet. You know, now the NCAA sent out a thing today that it's going to be 32 instead of 48, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so we're not even knowing as the season started, how many people can qualify for Man. the regional meet? Yeah. So you're changing on the fly. I mean, regularly and, yeah. you know, putting the meets together and, and schedules and well, we're not, you know, Florida relays, you know, they're not, and they, I know they, the coach Holloway feels bad about it, that he can't just have Florida relays and invite everybody like he has in the past. And we've gone, I've always gone. And it's been where most of our kids ran great and I love going there, but you know, it's a power five only, 10 team meet and so we've all kind of worked together go different places we're going to central florida south florida florida state and florida and we're hosting a great meet here that's going to have miami and all them in it and south carolina clemson so it's really cool um it's really cool how like i said people have kind of come together we've had to adapt the student athletes have had to adapt and it's it's impressive to see that performances are kind of at all-time high and i think you'll continue to see that throughout the year yeah, I mean, so many discussions. I've talked to a number of coaches about it. I mean, you know, just today, you know, we're talking on March 18th. This will be released a little bit later. But, you know, last minute changes, I'm sure, getting ready for tomorrow, logistics, planning on Orlando, going down there. Um, and then when you finally get to, okay, the gun's off and we're competing, that's when you can kind of breathe a little bit, I'm sure. You know, it's, Absolutely, yeah. you know. I was laughing. I went and picked up a tent and three coolers and because you don't know what you're going to, you know, you're not at your normal place when, yeah. when we go to Florida and we know to go crash over in this area and we're inside mm-hmm. their, their building. And, you know, you're going now knowing you've got to be, you got to be pretty self-reliant. You've got to have everything you need uh, mm-hmm. to set up out in the middle of the field and have the kids spend eight hours there, you know, yeah. uh, not everybody's going to head to the shady spot and do the things we're, yeah. we're normally doing, whether it be, how we go eat or whatever we do. There's been a lot of challenge for everyone. And, and uh, in some ways it's spiced it up and it's been a fun challenge to try to figure out how it was best to, to navigate that and still not have it have an impact on the, the kids. And I think with the kids like we have, they've, they've adapted really well. And they're just excited. First of all, it was to be back in school. Then it was to be back able to practice. And then it was to be able to have a meet. I remember the feeling of relief I had when the gun finally went off and mm-hmm. in, um, in Charleston, you know, like we were just like, man, and I know right now, you know, Luis and Jaciel and Kaylee and all of our kids that haven't the track kids that haven't got to compete mm-hmm. yet. 
just going to be so great when they start mm-hmm. tomorrow morning, you know, that like, it's been a long wait and um, I'm really happy there that we've made it and, and looking forward to, uh, to, to getting rolling, you know? So, yeah. Anytime there's a game or anytime, what, whatever sport it is that's playing around here, it's, it's always when that first serve happens or that first pitch, it's like, wow, we've accomplished something else. It's another accomplishment. And it truly is for any school because there is so much that goes into it right now. Um, cycling back a little bit. Um, what were some of those discussions that you had with Nathan right when you found out he was going to Stillwater to compete? And then how did you guys kind of prep for that meet? Well, I mean, I think we started prepping for it, to be honest with you. Like I said, when he was a freshman, mm-hmm. uh, he came in, he was pretty good. We saw he was probably going to be very good. And, you know, we didn't know where it would lead, but, but that preparation starts so far ahead of time. And then, you know, when, when we hear we're shut down in March and I talked to the group about how are we going to emerge from this? And then he's, you know, he's starting to train. He's planning on being at nationals, whenever it is, you know, yeah. that was his plan. And, and our team was planning on being there. And so, for the men and, and our women were planning on being much better than we were the year before, particularly, which we saw in the a sun meet. And mm-hmm. so, so that was, that's kind of where I think it started, but then more specifically, um, I think you, one of the things that was funny, cause when I was talking with coach moon, he, he called Nathan after he ran and he said, he said something along the lines of now, you know, you can do it, you know? And, and the thing is when you go to a race where you've got the 225 best guys in America or most of them, that's a really intense environment. And until you've been there and competed in it, and then in this case been successful, now, you know, you belong. And, and that was kind of one of the things like you're one of those guys, you're not a guy who wishes you were one of them. Now you kind of are. And Mm -hmm. I didn't overdo it. I mean, a lot, I want to plan and prepare and have the kids not be surprised, but I've always, you know, at times I've really talked about every possible thing that could happen in a race. And you have the kids so exhausted by the time you're done talking about it, and they're kind of freaked out. So we just took it like another meet, you know? I mean, yeah. we just got on the plane and went up there and and took him to a barbecue, which was his choice. Brad, bad Brad's barbecue the night before, which was a little surprise. But I said, where do you want to go? And and uh, so, man, he was, you know, it was just another fun trip. And um, But I think that he ran great. And that was really neat to see. Um, and, and secondly, I think now that he's not number one, he's been there. You want to go back. And then when you've been there, not, you just want to go back, but you know that you can. And, um, and I think that, you know, then you look at a guy like Noah who's made it in the past mm-hmm. and, and it's really starting to get in good shape. Now I think he knows. And then Aiden who trains with Nathan every day and is right there with him. He think he's kind of knowing, all right, well, if he can do it, I'm kind of right there with him. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, instead of hoping you make it, you kind of get to a point where you want to plan to make it where you know mm-hmm. you can make it. And we're, we're not hoping that if we get lucky, we're going to make it to nationals, but we're like, all right, we're going to train like this. We're going to execute and we're going like mm-hmm. we're, we're transitioning to that mentality now, you know, and that's, that's exciting. And I think we have women doing the same thing. I think that we've been a little, the women are a little bit behind the men, but they're in regards to our development, but we're seeing kids get better, make improvements you know, and then you look at the A Sun meet with um, with Lydia coming back, and mm-hmm. you know she'd been she had gotten in great shape when we shut her down in March. She was best shape of her life. Mm-hmm. Then you flip around and she came back and looked good. Then she got hurt and then she missed. She went home, and yeah. you know she got back in the country in in um, February, and so then to come out and run like that was yeah. really, really impressive. And then Grace Gumpel, 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, doing so well. So, so I think your, your first question was back to when do you start planning? And I think yeah. that, I think you're really, we're looking long-term. It just, I'd like that every semester they're better and better and better and better throughout their whole career. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the biggest reward as a coach and a student athlete is just that improvement. Um, it's really interesting to see just a couple of the shots that I saw of the re- race in Stillwater and you said it, the word intense. I mean, that's, that's gotta be how it feels. I mean, you know, that you're, you're all, you've got the nation's best talent all within that small pocket of land in the United States, just right there, all densely located. And you're going against them. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot how intense or how exciting it is because, you know, if you see in football, number three, play number seven, everybody's Mm -hmm. like, you know, going nuts. Like this is going to be the greatest game ever. Well, we got number one through 31 lined up in the same meet. And the intensity in that is crazy. And some people thrive and it's, you know, and some people are a little intimidated and, and, and some people have great days and some people don't, but when it's all said and done, it is, it is like just such a, an awesome event. And, um, you know, that's kind of why I think for Nathan to go there his first time without his teammates, you know, just traveling up there and with me and then not knowing how he's going to do and then trying to figure out, I mean, you just got this glob of people and he's trying to get 75th. <laughs> well, he didn't know. You don't know. You just take off sprinting out and go field, yeah. and you don't know, you know, like I want him to be, somewhere in the top hundred and then move up and hopefully get in the top to be top 75. That's what we talked about. And we really felt was feasible. And then, you know, I looked on the stats. I didn't see him go by. I didn't see him go by, man. I know he's in there. I just missed him. And then, um, so I looked at my phone and I started seeing, well, he was 200, you know, and I'm like, "Uh Oh, this may not be a very good day. And then he starts moving up like crazy. And so, and it was really, it's pretty crazy that, we talked about being 75th and that's what he was. I mean, that's... you couldn't do that. Like you couldn't plan it and cross the finish line 75th hardly, but I do think that's not because we're either one of us were really brilliant. It was just, it's kind of the way it fell, but it just shows that he really did execute well. And, you know, the funny thing was I said, I think a great goal would be 75th. And I knew that would be a very legit run deep down inside. I think he was thinking he'd like to be top 50, but yep but I didn't want to put too much pressure on him. And I didn't want to show him that I didn't think he could get the job done. You know, top hundred sounds like what hundred that can't be that, you know, 75 <laughs> is a very strong run. And he started looking at people he was competing with and that, that were behind him or real close to him. And he realized that these guys have run some amazing, they were great athletes run some amazing times. And I think that also sort of helped him realize that, that it was a really good run of some of the, you know, you look at some of the, accomplishments that these other guys had it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty interesting to see who you're yeah with. it's a notch in your veterancy belt right you know it's a notch kind of in that that veteran pocket that you as a coach know okay i can give a little bit more to this person now they've done x y and z they're going to be more comfortable with this pressure or whatever it is in whatever situation it is which i'm sure is something you feel as a coach too absolutely know? the development of confidence again you know, and then he leads his guys in, you know, and that, I think that happened a lot with Jared Vasquez and really mm-hmm. Tim Doyle as well. Um, the success that they had as comfort, you know, last two track seasons ago, mm-hmm. you know, it validated, we knew they were there, but then they did it at big level. And, you know, then other people just kind of want to follow because they're like, mm-hmm. okay, what's this guy doing? Cause I want to be doing it too. You know, it's mm-hmm. easier to be a leader when not, you've just talked about it, but when you've done it and, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of, helped and i think that you know people want to train with those guys and then they're going to get in a race and they're going to race close to them and 
And that's just going to be, you know, like for our young guys, that's so good to have that kind of leadership. And I think on both teams, you know, when you look at the kind of kids we have now and the kind of culture we have, my job is so uh, it's rewarding, but it's a lot easier because those guys hold each other accountable. The girls, you know, we have a couple of kids in nursing school that, you know, their, their schedules, like, like Grace Gumpel, I see her mm-hmm. once a week, once a week. She comes I've gotten a COVID test from her. Yeah, she's oh, she's swabbed my nose. Yeah, I know. Which, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you know. Um, yeah. No, and so so I mean, these kids are they're self motivated. It's it's a lifestyle. It's a big part mm-hmm. of what they do. Cameron Cooney's doing twelve hour days on Wednesdays. You know, mm-hmm. she's got to take that day off. Yeah. Um, I mean, she didn't have to, but there again, I'm listening and I'm like, yeah, we're not working out that day. Yeah. That's, you know, you're gonna need to your day off is going to be that day, even though it's a 12 hour day. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so figuring that stuff out. Is, is sure. Fun. Yeah. Sure. Um, going to what recently was completed. You had the track resurfacing. You had some awesome pictures. It looked great. Um, does it feel great to have that kind of, you know, finally off and, and done? I kind of, I couldn't wait for him to, I've been talking about that. We've known it was a, a thing they were working on and you know obviously nick and coach moon and yeah. just you know there have been so many um things they've all had to deal with all of our administrators have had to deal with that that and then that the you know the world's dealing with not even you know and then you think wait a minute <laughs> we're gonna, are we still gonna build this track, this track. And you knew that sooner or later we would get on the other side and have these track mm-hmm. meets and truthfully to have them we had to upgrade our facility mm-hmm. to host some of these meets we're gonna have we can't have it be that we're gonna commit to hosting and bring everybody here and then the track is you know uh starting to come apart or you know it's just in need of repair and we did a big repair the last time before we hosted um and got things in better shape but it was just time that that it kind of needed to happen so but it was a little bit like the gun going off in the race mm-hmm. when they first did the core bores to test it i'm like yeah they could still fill those but when they finally started ripping it up <laughs> I was thrilled because I knew at some point they'd be putting another one down <laughs> and uh, you know, and then it, it happened pretty quick and, you know, starting to see it. It was kind of fun because those guys that do it are pretty amazing to see yeah. what they come out and, and just the process. Um, it, it was fun to see it and uh, it was exciting, you know, and so, and, and really, I mean, that's a resurface, but I mean, it's just, it's just a brand new facility, you know, yeah. and the, that's the thing that, you know, while it's neat to have it, it's like a not a new toy, but you know, it's something new. Bottom line is, it's one of the best things for us to have a, a new track. Is one of the best things for yeah. our kids' long-term health. I mean, you know, as the track ages in the Florida sun, I mean, it's just brutal on that thing, and it's going to get harder. You know, I mean, our windshield wipers last, you know, yeah. such a short time. <laughs> and you know, it happens to anything that's left out, and you know, those tracks are great, and then they, but they take a, they just, you know, they they take a lot, and. So one of the big things was I feel like that that's going to be not not just the having something new, but the having that surface that, to train on right now is going to be a great thing for our for our kids. It's going to help us stand a little healthier, train a little little more, and you know, and it just it feels good to uh, when we've had you know different things kind of have to cut back the schedule and not be able to compete. Then it was kind of cool to see the see the team have a new track. It was kind of really. It's real exciting to see that we've been able to do something like that for them because at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's their track and, and it's going to be, you know, they're going to really enjoy it. We're going to get so much good out of it. Not to mention all the meets we host and all the Mm -hmm. things that happen, just our kids having, you know, having the opportunity to have a new track is really exciting. So we're, 
we're excited about that. Yeah, I know. I, I was I was up top uh, the other day on top of Hodges, getting a good look at it, and the color, you know it pops and looks great. It's a nice navy. Yeah. Aesthetics are, are are great uh, and everything like that. But it, to your point, you know, I was over there a couple times when they were working on it, and it's such a niche job to be involved in resurfacing a track. I mean, those are the type of jobs. It's like you think of electricians and plumbers and things that are used in every type of house and building but it's yeah. such a unique thing like that. And there are skilled people behind it doing those things that they only know how to do. And there's probably not that many that know how to do it, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's a unique thing. Oh, it's yeah. yeah it's, it's cool. And I tell you, they're, uh, they're craftsmen, man. They really, I mean, you know, they worked hard and they knew what they were doing. They did a great job. And when we had our, our previous track put in, you know, they'd flown some guys from Italy over uh, that, that did that project. Really? So yeah, it's really, you know, it's, it's hard work. Um, and it's very, like you said, specific and, and, uh, it's kind of like once they get good at it, you know, but it takes the right guy. to get out there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you yourself sure. are pretty handy, right? Didn't you and Irv help build the shadow over at beach volleyball? Was, were you involved oh, in that? Hey, me and Krupa built that. That was easy. Okay. Krupa, okay. Uh, yeah. And yeah, we might get Irv to help us a little bit. He's a good help. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, I like, I don't like sitting still. So if we can do something, like that, you know, it's kind of fun to do, but I, I would have to say that um, we did a little patch at the pole vault runway with some of our old track before the regional meet. And, you know, we, gosh, we probably spent $500 on tools to do it with, you know, and <laughs> we went in and we we're out there working to tear it up and got the right glue and glued the patch in at the pole vault runway. And we started realizing that the javelin and all these other areas had to be done at that point. I think Irv had to call us off and say, Hey, <laughs> We're gonna uh, we're gonna have to go ahead and communicate with this. But it was interesting. That made me really understand a how well the old stuff was glued down and the cutting it, fitting it, and gluing it. I mean, it, you know, it's a it's a process, and, and yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty fun to see it uh, completely done. You know. Man, you're yeah. trying your hands on a lot of things there, jack of all trades, coach. Where did you learn the handy skills? Well. Um, I mean, I just went to college to run. My dad built yeah. houses. Now, my plan okay. was, uh, my plan was to, you know, to be a builder. And so every summer since I was, you know, six or seven, I was on the job. And, and, you know, I think at some point, you know, I was that was kind of my plan. And even though I went to college, I just wanted to run, and then I was going to go back and, you know, be a contractor and, and build houses. So, um, and we've built four. My wife and I have built three or four houses, and and. Uh, you know, and it's kind of neat, but um, it's not as easy as it looks either. You know, so that stuff, so that stuff's pretty tricky. But it's, it's really cool to have the balance. You've got to have some other things. I think as a coach, if I just sat around and thought about workouts all day and made the kids come by and meet with me, there's just uh, there's something that's just not you know very natural about that. And you've got yeah. to have the balance. I've got to have balance, and they've got to have balance. And to be honest, when I was talking about the stuff where they come by my office. I could have a meeting with everybody once a week, a mandatory 30 minute. We're having our meetings, but I don't like the feel of that. You know, yeah. I like to be able to just naturally on a daily basis, have a chance to talk with them and see how they're doing. And some days it's very little. And some days it turns into, we're talking about a lot of stuff, but we're always communicating. And, and I like that better in a formal meeting where they come by and we have to meet, we sit and talk. I mean, there's a time to do that. Maybe at the beginning of the season or maybe at the end to evaluate, how things went and how we, what we can do to, do to, to be better in the future. 
but I just like the way those things kind of come together. Not just going back to, to talking about my meetings and, yeah. and how, how we like to make those things happen. Um, you know, and I think that's kind of the way with a lot of people in our department. Certainly we have meetings, but, you know, I mean, I think today, and this is pretty cool. I know I talked to Coach Moon. I talked to Nick. I saw Irv two or three times, texted twice. I've talked to him on the phone twice. I spent 30 minutes with Nancy and I talked to Don on the phone three times yesterday, you know, and, <laughs> and the fun thing about that is like, we're back in business. First of all, you know, yeah. we're not just talking about what we can't do, what we're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and while I know everybody's just working like crazy to make this stuff happen, um, it's, it's exciting to see it happen. And I think that my interaction with the kids on the team, it's a little bit that way, you know, talking with our administrators and things like that, you know, as we're all, there's kind of a family style feel to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're all in it together. We want the right things. We want, you know, good stuff to happen. And we work together to try to make that, try to make that happen. And so there again, staff meetings are good and there's things that need to be said, but a lot of the communication that, that we have just kind of happens naturally with, yeah. with our administration and with our administration as well. And I really, really like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so true. I mean, your day is going to go as it goes. And then at one thirty seven or two, two fifty four, it's all I got to do this. I got to call this person. This has got to be addressed and you kind of just do it as it goes. And that kind of ends up being the plan. You know, you got yeah. your things structured in, but a lot of that real work does, does happen on an impromptu basis. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> You know, I forgot. I, I saw Brian Morgan and I've talked to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I just yeah. stand here and everybody in the thing. I don't think I saw Fred yet today. Yeah. But, um, but, but it's really, it is. And I think that, I think our kids thrive on that. The kids that end up choosing to come here, many of them really end up loving it because they just feel that support from everybody. And, you know, so when we get done running, I think I said, you know, Nancy's calling, Nathan, Donna's texting, you know, Coach Moon got on the phone with Nathan. And, and, and it was just really cool to hear from, you know, a, a, every administrator pretty quickly was, they were excited about what was going on and 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 I know it almost kind of like surprised Nathan when he was on the phone with Coach Moon. I'm you know? sure, yeah. Like, wow, you know, like yeah. it's really cool. Like when something big happens, you know, everybody's supportive and excited and and celebrates that success. And mm -hmm. you know, Nathan got to really feel that from a lot of different people. And I think it really kind of opened his eyes to to how many people that that are in that support network that that each of the student athletes have. So and like, especially for Nathan, knowing him being so understated and, and everything very, you know, <laughs> driven, but you know, it's like, well, I'm talking to, you know, coach Moon on the phone and, and yeah. whatnot can get you. And it would catch me off guard to being, you know, a student athlete, uh, what is he 20, 21 now or, yeah, or something yeah. or other, yeah. you know? So absolutely. It was great to catch up coach. Anything you want to leave with? I know you got a busy weekend ahead. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the two things, the track, we're just thrilled that we were able to get that put together. And we look forward to this. I believe it's this Thursday um, mm -hmm. getting together yep. with some of the people that made it happen. President Zemanski and some people from visit Jacksonville and, you know, the city. I mean, that's, that's a really neat thing. And I mean, we've got one of the, one of the best venues in the entire, you know, Eastern seaboard and the South to, to host these meets. And it's really neat that we've got that. And I think that, um, I think it's something to be proud of. We take a lot of pride in trying to put on good meets. I mean, you know, Irv's on the NCAA committee and I've been in this business a long time and, and, and our, the rest of our staff, you know, like we want, when people come, we want them to know that we're well-prepared and we want them to have a great experience, you know? So we take a lot of pride in the meets and, and obviously the track's just another thing that, you know, we can kind of be proud of and know, Hey, we've, we've got this done. We've got this new facility and we're, you know, hosting is a big deal for us. And we really 
real excited about it. Take a lot of pride in that. And, uh, you know, I think on both sides with our student athletes that, I mean, I just can't say how proud I am of, you know, how they've handled this whole situation and, and it's been tough. And, and um, how we came out the other side was, I've just been really, really impressed with, you know, so I love that. And, you know, I also feel like, like I was saying earlier, the job as like, it doesn't matter what I tell them, you know, I mean, it does maybe, but the point is they're going to do it if the leaders on the team are doing it and our culture and the leadership that we have in these groups right now and the character that is, you know, it's something I'm just extremely proud of. And, and it's, it's made the job more rewarding, easier, more fun, maybe, but, and, and, you know, easier uh, knowing that when you've got the guys that listen and are respectful and believe in the, you know, trust the process. So many people use that mm-hmm. now, but at the end of the day, you know, part of that process is it's always moving and it's flexible. And, and so we, you know, the leadership that we have and bringing these super seniors back, which is another thing we didn't really talk about. Yeah. You, know, you got, that's Skyrim a whole other thing. Yeah. Noah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you got these guys coming back. So we had a big, big roster and sort of be able to, to have them back. And it was a special year. And I, I can't say, how, I mean, it's, you know, fortunately we've, we've had some championships here and, and in my career, we've had them at different places and, you know, and individually or, or even things I did as an athlete. I think that day was one of the most rewarding days that, that I've ever had as a coach. It was, it meant a lot to me and it was just fun to see, how happy the guys were and just to see them celebrating that success on that day. Uh, you know, it wasn't just about them, but it was like our program as a whole and, and, and me personally. I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was an exciting day. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to talent talk. Find the complete archive along with feature articles on unfospreys.com by going to fans and talent talk podcast series under the multimedia tab.